everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Teen Titans Wasteland. Hope you enjoyed your time off. I did. I was actually really looking forward to recording this one because it features one of my favorite Teen Titan villains, and I believe their first return villain, uh, or their first villain who will be a recurring villain, the Mad Mod. So, I don't know, pour yourself a big glass of whiskey and kick back and let's get this shit on the road. Show on the road? Yeah, let's go with one of those. Synopsis. Teen Titans number seven, February 1967. Written by Bob Haney, drotted by Nick Cardi. The Mad Mod, Merchant of Menace. Teen Titan Roll Call. Aqualad, Robin, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl. In their secret lair, the Teen Titans are debating the merits of the new pop sensation Holly Hip. Wonder Girl thinks that he is a talented dreamboat. The male Titans are unimpressed with his music and over-the-top fashions. The debate is interrupted when the teens receive an urgent message on their dedicated TV channel. They are once again being summoned to Washington. The U.S. Treasury Department would like them to accompany the aforementioned Holly Hip on a tour of Europe. You see, the government suspects that Holly may be involved with a group of criminals that have been smuggling gems, chemicals, and medicine. Not drugs, just chemicals and medicine. Robin accepts on behalf of the Titans. Then they all stop to salute a portrait of John F. Kennedy. When our quartet of heroic teens meet Mr. Hip at the airport, he is surrounded by a throng of screaming fans and is standing atop a huge pile of the luggage he claims to need for the multiple costume changes in his act. At first, the male Titans are put off by Holly's bombast. But Kid Flash and Robin are soon won over by the sense of humor he displays by being a dick to Aqualad. Assholes. When their flight lands in London, both Holly and the Titans are mobbed by their admirers. Holly's luggage is loaded onto a truck, which Kid Flash follows to the store of a tailor named the Mad Mod. It turns out that unbeknownst to Holly, the Mad Mod has been soaking his wardrobe in illegal chemicals but not drugs, and then using science to extract the not drugs after the clothing reaches its destination. Diabolical. Kid Flash is about to report the Mad Mod's misdeeds when the Mod and his henchmen trap him in a sign and knock him unconscious. When the remaining Titans show up to look for their missing teammate, there is no sign of Kid Flash, but the Mad Mod and his thugs are loading a bunch of mannequins into a moving van. Hmm. Wonder Girl tries to stop the van, but is somehow knocked out. Aqualad hangs onto the undercarriage of the vehicle and witnesses the Mad Mod tossing one of the mannequins into the Thames River. Only it turns out that that mannequin is really Kid Flash. Gasp! Aqualad manages to fish the knocked out speedster out of the drink, but is pursued through the river by the Mad Mod who has donned a plaid scuba suit and is riding a giant robotic barracuda. Aqualad destroys the robot fish, but the Mod manages to escape. Now the Titans know who is behind the smuggling, but have no evidence. And I guess they can't just arrest him for kidnapping and attempted murder, because what fun is that? The teens inform Holly about what has transpired. Holly is dismayed to hear that he was being used by his tailor to unwittingly assist in the smuggling, and vows to help the Titans in any way he can. He agrees to hide Wonder Girl and Robin into the false bottom of a trunk of clothing that he is shipping to the Mad Mod for alterations. When the Mod starts saturating the clothing with diamond dust, Robin snaps a few picks. Unfortunately, the villainous fashion plate and his goons soon discover the stowaways and use knockout gas on them and throw them out of an airplane. Wonder Girl wakes up and manages to save Robin, but not before the Mad Mod dons a purple pinstriped skydiving suit and chases after them, destroying Robin's utility belt and the photographic evidence it contains. Oh, and he calls it a futility belt. Good one, Double M. The empty-handed Titans head to Paris where they meet up with Holly and find out that he has a new jacket that he has just gotten from the Mad Mod. Robin cleverly deduces that the jacket is probably filled with smuggled loot and that the Mad Mod will probably try to get it back. 
Holly and the Titans lay a fiendishly clever trap at the concert that night. When the Mod and his goons show up to retrieve the jacket, the Titans jump out and punch them. The Mod tries to take Holly as a hostage, but Holly bashes him over the head with a guitar. The felonious fashionista is foiled. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that line. The police sees Holly's clothes as evidence, and his guitar is busted up. So he finishes his concert wearing Robin's costume and plucking at Wonder Girl's magic lasso. Somebody needs to teach that guy to play the flying surfboard. Joining us once again is my brother, Corey. Hello, Corey. Hey, Hub. How's it going? Going swell. Glad to hear it. Thanks. How are you doing out there in Listen Land? Listeners? So, what'd you think? Uh, groovy. Yeah, Ginchy? Ginchy, even. Yeah, that, w- that was a new one for me. Would you say it was gear? I would say it was gear and Ginchy. Mm, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Man, the mod. We'll get into that, but damn. Yeah, no, the mad mod is... Quite a guy. Yep. Bad hair, fly clothes, mm-hmm. evil genius. Yeah, talks like Michael Caine. I, I pictured him talking like Ma- Michael Caine. They, they gave him a Cockney accent, and mm. I think of this era, that's when Michael Caine's starting to come into mm. his own. Yeah, no H's allowed whatsoever. No. Well, would you have H's? <laughs> They're just forbidden. That's Exactly. Why. I think we might be a little more buzzed than usual. <laughs> It's, it's a, possible it's a, that we're just drunk on the pop culture of the late 60s. It's a funny comic book. Mid to late 60s. It was a weird time. 67. Yeah. It was a weird time. I'm a little bit annoyed that nobody brings up the flips in this issue. Not a single reference. I thought it would be nice if they're, if maybe they could open for Holly Hip. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that struck me about it was Aqualad, mm-hmm. as is often the case. Mm-hmm. We open on a shot of the Teen Titans bulletin board, mm-hmm. and there's some like... Funny notes like, Robin, don't forget your utility belt, Batman. Mm-hmm. Aqualad, some stupid fucking pun about living underwater. Mm-hmm. And then we see that uh, there has been a photo of Holly Hip that has been put up on the bulletin board mm-hmm. by Wonder Girl. Aqualad's reaction initially is, Holly Hip, he's the king of rock. And then Kid Flash and Robin are like, oh, I don't like him. I don't like his music. And then Aqualad immediately like is like, yeah, he's the worst. Mm-hmm. And this is another example of Aqualad, I think, kind of playing to the other teens. Sure, yeah. Well, he grew up in Atlantis. I know. He, he wants he, to fit in. He wants to fit in so bad. And it just doesn't work out for him. In this issue specifically, Holly Hip is a dick to Aqualad. Everybody is a dick to Aqualad in I know. this issue. I know, but it, it particularly stung me that that is the way that Holly Hip gets in good with the rest of the Titans. Mm-hmm is by playing a practical joke on Aqualad and also calling him Chicken of the Sea. Which is a pretty good joke. Ugh, harsh, though. Oh, totally harsh. And he just met this kid. And that, like, all the other Titans are just like, oh, this guy's okay. He likes to give Aqualad shit. Mm-hmm. All right, he's good. Yeah, that actually made me laugh out loud, and then I felt bad. I was like, oh, even though he's wearing these goofy clothes and has this awful haircut and w- stuff. Which he... one? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should clarify. Um, Holly Hip. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they're, he's wearing pretty fly gear. He's basically dressed like the Joker. He's wearing a purple pinstripe suit with a little bow like little bow on it. He's kind of wearing the Joker suit. Okay. And I think he's rocking it pretty well. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't lack for confidence, that's for sure. I guess my point is that he kind of reminds me of like a jock or, I don't know, kind of an asshole character who's like gets in good with other people by picking the weakest yeah. link and, and exploiting that. I, I agree. I would like to say Nick Cardi is back on the art on this issue, and everybody looks a lot better because of it. I agree. 
Especially Wonder Girl. Mm -hmm. Although, there are several panels in which, due to her pinprick pupils, <laughs> she looks either extremely surprised or like she's done a bunch of lines of something. Eh. Yeah. She's in England. She's on vacation. I think that technically she... they're, they're working because they, okay, they were okay. hired to go undercover, not undercover, to catch a smuggler. Yeah, and that leads to one of, there's an awesome scene where they salute JF Kennedy's photo. And it's, <laughs> like, it's kind of a weird looking photo of JFK, but it is, it's a really cool looking scene. It, it is. That was a great panel. It's it's shot at this shot. It's drawn at this um, diagonal angle, mm -hmm. and so the poster of JFK is huge, and the Teen Titans are kind of in the background, and they're all giving it the salute. Right. And it's uh yeah. It's just a good. It's, it's a feel good drawing. It's well done. I, I kind of got the impression like Nick Cardi was like, I haven't gotten to draw JFK in a while. Mm. Maybe maybe I could work this in here. Mm. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Just they'll salute a giant picture of him because. They're about to do something for their country, which is nice. Mm -hmm. The Mad Mod, pretty great villain, huh? Yeah, one of, one of the betters. He's, I think, the first recurring villain that we've met. Mm. So he comes back, not a ton. He comes back at least once later on. And is not what I generally think of as Mod. Mm. Like, with Mod, I generally think of working class guys that are tough as hell, wearing suits and being on scooters. Mm. He captures one aspect of the mod movement very well in that he is really, he, he has a working class accent mm -hmm. and he is very much into fashion. But the fashion that he's into is, I think, a little bit more outlandish than what I generally associate with mod. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to cut him some slack because he has some great slang. He has great slang and also, like, as, as a villain, as, as you would want in a villain, his swagger is extreme. He, he does not lack for confidence in no. any sense whatsoever. I did want to bring up, too, there, there's one point. It's early on. It's when they're heading into the meeting with the U.S. Treasury Department, <laughs> um, which is who sends them on this mission. Because I guess the Treasury Department is who is concerned with people smuggling things from one European country to another. I don't know why the U.S. is not involved in any of this. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was it was a just, you know, valuable things crossing borders illegally. Right. We'll just get in on we, just, we can't have that. We just want to wet our beaks. Diamonds get, get involved. or chemicals. Sure. Those are the two things. Or medicine. Yeah. Chemicals and medicine. Not mm -hmm. drugs. Because we can't bring up drug smuggling. No. But you know, chemicals and medicine. Mm-hmm. Valuable. Illegally being smuggled across borders. It's not good. Those are the things people smuggle. And diamond dust. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know how much of a thing that is. So when they're going to the Treasury Department, Kid Flash brings up, maybe they want to give us a medal for what we did at the Olympics. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's a thought. That happened five years ago now. Because mm -hmm. this, this one is 1967. They forgot that that was not in continuity. <laughs> and that's not the first time that comes came up. Because in the, the previous issue with the aunt, Speedy had written a thank you note to them. Yep. And I was like, oh, what a conscientious young man he is. Except that it took him three years to write a goddamn thank you <laughs> It was the, the uh, fact checkers that, that did the whole Olympics right. timing. Right. On yeah. vacation. Mm. For well, good for them. You know, they've really earned their money. <laughs> they, they deserve a break. Yeah. It's hard work, you know. There's a scene where Kid Flash tracks the Mad Mod back to his store. Where, once again, he blurs his molecules because he's running so fast. Mm-hmm. And the people see a pink blur up mm -hmm. the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Why do they see a pink blur? His costume is yellow and red. 
Do yellow and red make pink? It's been a while since I've looked at a color wheel, but I'm pretty sure they don't. Uh, white and, and red. That's what I thought. Make pink. Yellow and red? What do they make, Corey? Um, they make orange. It should be an orange blur. You're right. Problematic. And these are artists. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Well, the writer isn't the artist, and he's the one supplying the words. Ah, uh, that's true. I don't, don't want to offend anybody, but, like, Nick Hardy wasn't doing the coloring. That's true. That's true. It's not Nick Cardi's fault. That we can all agree on. Nothing is Nick Cardi's fault. <laughs> I just, I don't want to offend the... the I love Nick Cardi. The inkers. I love Nick Cardi, and I'm glad he's back. It wouldn't be the inker that would do the coloring either. It would be the colorist. I don't um. want to offend the colorist. <laughs> Okay, so the other thing that happens right around then is when they go to retrieve Kid Flash and Mad Mod has dressed him up like a mannequin, mm-hmm. but they don't know he's a mannequin. There's a weird thing where Robin goes to check on the mannequins. Right. And he checks one of them and the Mad Mod is like, oh, you don't want to look at these mannequins. And the way that he goes to check on them is fucked up because... Yeah, because he, he, he batarangs a... one. Yeah. And then like ropes it in. And Super like, aggressive. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, you're right, I don't want to look at these. But then he tries to play it cool for, like, half a second and, like, plays along with the Mad Mod and is like, you're right, these aren't for me. Mad Mod leaves, gets in a van, and then he's like, all right, guys, we got to stop that van because mm-hmm. I want a closer look at those mannequins. Why didn't you just fucking take a look at those mannequins right then? Very passive-aggressive. It's just really weird because the way they go about... Looking at the mannequins, he's like, all right, Wonder Girl, you go stand in front of that van and stop it. And then we'll just bum rush them. Like, she's Superman. Yeah, well, she's very strong. She is super strong, but it's inconsistent the way that her strength is deployed. Well, but it also doesn't make any sense why they would be. he would be like, all right, we'll play it cool here for a second. And then we'll stop playing it cool and we'll just bust in gangbusters style. It's a Robin tactic and it's also the human condition. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you ever been in that situation where you're just like, ah, like, but like, but like 10 seconds later, yeah. that was so messed up. Why didn't I do this other thing? Yeah. So that's the tactic they employ. Wonder Girl stops the van with her amazing Amazonian might. Except. And then the Mad Mod puts it in reverse, which somehow knocks her out. Yeah. She was pushing so hard. It's like the game where when you're a kid. And your friend says, okay, I'm going to pull on your wrist with both my hands as hard as I can, and you try and resist it, and then they let go, and you... You punch yourself in the face? Yeah. That's basically... So essentially, Wonder Girl punched herself in the face with a van. Exactly. That's why she got KO'd. Right. That knocks her out, and then Aqualad climbs under it and hangs on to the Mm -hmm. undercarriage of the car, the tire, the spare tire Mm -hmm. that's underneath it. Mm -hmm. Very brave. He's so brave. He is. He's so brave even though everybody's mean to him. (sighs) He's a good-natured kid. That does lead to one of the best sequences in the book, I think, which is him being chased under the Thames River by a robotic barracuda. Mm. And the captions describe Aqualad as moving like a souped-up porpoise. That made me guffaw. You asked me from the other room (laughs) what was happening. That made you laugh so much, yes. And it was the souped-up porpoise. It cracked me up. I don't it's know a great why. line. It makes me think of like exhibit like pimping somebody's porpoise. Yeah, my porpoise. <laughs> you know? Good show. It started off okay, then they actually started pimping porpoises and it got dark really fast. Creepy. But he had to swim like a pimped out porpoise. Like a pimped out porpoise. That's just what it said in the captioning. <laughs> because he was being chased by a robotic barracuda who is being ridden by the mad mod wearing a very fashionable scuba suit 
Mm-hmm. It was yellow and orange checked. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be plaid. I think houndstooth, actually. See, I think it was supposed to be plaid, but I think they can't draw plaid because nobody can draw plaid. Well, if you can't draw plaid, you certainly can't draw houndstooth. I think I think plaid would be harder to draw than houndstooth. Are you kidding? No. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Frankly, I can't draw either. So who the fuck knows? Houndstooth is like plaid, but like with little... I don't think houndstooth is plaid, but with... I think houndstooth is like checked, but with oblong shapes. There's none of the intricate stripe cross-hatching. I might be mixing it up, but we'll resolve that later. Houndstooth is like a chef pants. I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. I thought it was like plaid, but but the, but instead of squares, you have sort of trapezoids, but the trapezoids have little... It's like a filigree. I think you're thinking of a fever dream that you once had. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Holly Hip is super dumb. Sorry, I was looking up I know you were. Moving on. Holly Hip is super dumb. They've described the whole deal to him. Mm. Right? Right. And then he's like, oh, the Mad Mod sent me this awesome jacket. I really love it. <laughs> with no idea that there's anything that might be wrong with it. The, uh, the Mad Mod is dumb. No, not the Mad Mod. The Mad Mod is pretty clever. Holly, Holly Hip is dumb. Oh, Sorry. They have the same hair. They have almost the same clothes. They look very similar. I actually was getting them mixed up a little bit. Holly Hip, and I think in almost entirely because of the send-off scene where he's standing on the luggage getting on the train, uh-huh. reminded me of Val Kilmer's character from Top Secret. <laughs> and that was what I kept thinking about. Okay. Like uh, international pop or American pop star caught up in international intrigue. Right. But that whole scene where he gets his jacket, his mm-hmm. new jet, like they've explained the plot. He sent Robin and Wonder Girl in the false bottom of the trunk to go out and deal with the problem. Mm-hmm. And they came back. He tried to kill them again. Also, sidebar, <laughs> they keep saying they don't have any evidence against him for the smuggling. He has tried to murder four teenagers at this point. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they just arrest him for that? Not without evidence. It, this this issue places a pretty fine point on due process, which is, in retrospect, lacking. I feel like past. if somebody issue. tries to kill you, you can call the police. And you should. Yes. Anybody should, really. Right. Don't try to gather more evidence against them for doing something else. Mm. If somebody tries to kill you, call the police. Also, Aqualad is fighting and trying to catch the Mad Mod when the Mad Mod sends the giant robotic barracuda against him. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do if he catches him? Let him go because he doesn't have any evidence? Uh, no, I, I kind of thought he was just going to lasso him up and just, like, let him hang out until they gathered the evidence and then bust him. Maybe. I, this, Aqualad did great in this issue. I am Aqualad did a good job. Really pleased with his... Despite being persecuted the entire time. The whole time. And then he just kicks butt. Yeah, he was great. Wait, what was I talking about before I got sidetracked by the fact that they didn't just arrest everyone for trying to kill them? I don't remember. Clothing? Holly Hip being dumb. 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 And they explained the whole deal to him. <laughs> We're a little tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> he is an idiot. Yeah, they explained the whole deal to him. And he's like, oh, I can't believe the Mad Mod was trying to use me to smuggle. That's terrible. And then he's like, oh, the Mad Mod sent me this jacket. Isn't it great? I'm going to wear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then 
the Mad Mod, after that, says, you need to send me the jacket back for alteration. Yeah, and he's like, I don't really want to, but, you know, he's my tailor. I don't want to piss him off. Mm-hmm. Even though I already know he's an international criminal. Right. There was some backtracking there about who knew what against the plot, because then they made Robin, like, figure out what was happening. It's like, right. you heard him say what was going to happen. You heard him say what he was doing to all of Holly Hip's garments. Mm-hmm. But it does lead to a nice scene where they ambush him at the concert, and they set a cunning trap, which is jumping out and punching him. Mm-hmm. And his and his friends. Yeah, the later pages of this book are pretty awesome too. In that the way that the panels are drawn are like a fractured mirror almost, mm-hmm. where there's all these kind of shards pointing inward, and you almost read them like a yeah, it's set up in a bunch of trapezoids instead mm-hmm. of like the normal nine panel grid. And it really makes you feel like, oh my gosh, stuff is happening like in yeah. a movie. Yeah. It, it, it's very cinematic. It's a nice job. I am a huge fan of Nick Cardi. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that he's back with this issue. Yes. But so what happens is they jump out and punch him and his goons. The Mad Mod takes Holly Hip hostage mm. and holds a gun to his head. And so then they all swing around him in a big circle from a bunch of lines. And the captioning reads, as though he were a maypole or and something that's, like that's that. That's where shit starts to get weird. Yeah, that's where shit continues to stay weird. As if it wasn't (laughs) weird enough already. Yeah, that's what you said is more accurate. Yeah, they all swing around him, and then when he is dizzy, then Holly Hip takes his guitar and bashes it over his head like he is the honky-tonk man. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. Oh, it's totally awesome, because Holly Hip has had enough. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that he's the one that gets to take out the Mad Mod because he has been the one who has been made a dupe by the Mad Mod. He also gets to make a pretty sweet pun when he when he smashes him over the head, which is he says, um, here's my latest rock hit. Ah, nice. Boom. I like it. No, it's it's a sweet scene. So that knocks out the Mad Mod. The police confiscate the Mad Mod's jacket because of the, his Holly Hip's whole wardrobe is evidence. Mm. And then Holly Hip is like, oh shit, how am I going to perform? And so you see Holly Hip, and he is stripped down. He is wearing nothing but a t-shirt and some boxer shorts. And he's hugging himself as though he is shivering, wearing only these under things. And so Robin jumps in and says, hey, hey, I got this. He takes off his costume. And then, instead of shivering in his t-shirt and undershorts, he is warm and snug wearing Robin's short shorts and and short sleeve shirt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And grasping... Oh, and he takes uh, uh, some kind of a board hmm. that he slings Wonder Girl's lasso around and plays a one-string as. Hmm. Like a gut bucket, kind of. Weird. Super weird. Not Probably not a great concert. He's got to learn how to play the flying surfboard. Or the baton. Or the motorcycle. Yeah. He needs to take some lessons, some music lessons from the flips. Yeah, that's a flips reference. Right. Yeah, go check out the epi- <laughs> episode three of our podcast featuring the fabulous Flips. Pretty They're cool. a way better band than Holly Hip. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would have been duped by the Mad Mod. But they might have. He is pretty ginchy. Yeah, he's he is, gear. He is fairly gear. Cool clothes, bad hair, 
good villain. Mm-hmm. I like I like it overall. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a really fun episode. I know, I'm hope we're getting that across. Getting into the usual breakdown that we do. There was a lot of slang in this. None of it really jumped out at me like it has in past issues. Okay, there were a couple instances that did for me. What what did you have as things that did a little bit jump out at you? One I had wasn't necessarily slang, but it was more of a a spelling thing, and that was um, the word mannequin. Yeah, is that? That's an accepted spelling of the word mannequin. It's it, not always with a Q. I know. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't look it up, but it's... But no, but no, I like... understand. You have your spelling of mannequin from the 1980s movie Mannequin. Of course. <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> which is with a couple of N's and a Q. Mm-hmm. Um, this is M-A-N-I-K-I-N. Right. Which I think is another acceptable spelling of the word mannequin. I assume because they use it so many times throughout the book, but still. Well, and I'm assuming because they use it many times during the book and also because when I put it in my computer, the spell check didn't correct it. (laughs) Okay, okay, good. So that's that's been verified. Gotcha. I think that may be a more British spelling of it. And so the other, it's not really slang, but it's just a bit of dialogue that kind of cracked me up. And it's Kid Flash talking to to Wonder Girl as uh, in the middle of a heavy action scene. And he has this weird like Yoda moment. In my mind. Oh, I see. I, I know what you're talking about, where he's like, all girl you may be. All girl you are, but helpless. You ain't. I don't think says. Yoda would use a contraction. No, but you get where I'm going. With I that. do get where you're going with that. And I, did, I did enjoy that scene. The ones that I had were the teens at the airport greeting the incoming flight of Holly Hip and the Teen Titans. Oh, they lost it. They went oh, nuts. they they went bonkers. They made sounds that I've oh, never they, heard humans make. Before. They did make very strange sounds, but independent of the sounds, the dialogue that they said was, <laughs> "Love a duck, it's the Titans." And somebody <laughs> said, "Their gear," and somebody else said, "Their Ginchy." I really enjoyed that. Yep, the love a duck cracked. The love a duck was nice, and the gear and Ginchy was nice. The other instance that I really enjoyed the slang was when the Mad Mod is initially giving the Teen Titans who are seeking Kid Flash the tour of his facilities, mm. and he's showing them the racks of clothes that he has. Right, and he says, "Super duckies, now here's some gear and Ginchy little models that'll please the birds. I mean the mermaids in your case, my fine young Aqualadio." I really liked that. There's a lot of back and forth between the phrase daddio and ladio in mm-hmm. this. All right. Which I know daddio was kind of quasi a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if ladio ever was, but it gets used a lot in here to mean when you would say daddio, but you're talking to somebody young. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that. What's your favorite panel, Corey? My favorite panel is uh, I, again, have a toss up between the beginning. Like, I think it's actually, like, the very first page that is uh, the kind of foreshadowing. This comes up in almost all of the Teen Titans issues. The first page is almost like an alternate cover where it's an interpretation of something that happens later in the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this one's just, it's it's crazy because it's got all the Teen Titans are moving in, you know, kind of from above. They're, like, sweeping in. Mm-hmm. Kid Flash is... Coming in on on a lasso, so is Robin, so is Aqualad, and Wonder Girl is flying in, and all these bad guys are getting knocked over, and they look horrified at that. As well they should be. Mm -hmm. These titans are titanic. 
Yeah. Then the Mad Mod and uh, Holly are kind of wrestling with this guitar. They're in the spotlight. It's just and, and the crowd is freaking out. They're just like, oh my god, this is the most awesome thing ever. Mm-hmm. That was an exciting way to start a comic book. It and is. then the toss-up for me is when the Mad Mod is getting smashed over the head um, ah. by Holly with the guitar. And he, he makes that pun that I've forgotten. Here's a rock hit for you. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Okay. So which one of those do you think you're choosing? Because neither one of them is, is either of my two favorites. I'm going to go with the Mad Mod getting smashed over the head by Holly because it's like, this dupe has finally had enough. And But it's a badass moment because as he does that, a, a gun, a pistol is flying out of the hand yeah. of, of this, this miscreant no, I gotcha. who's ready to kill people. I definitely enjoyed that also. And I think maybe a little bit more than you because it did remind me of the honky-tonk man smashing Jake the Snake over the head with his guitar. Um, <laughs> which was a great moment in American history. Yeah. My, my two favorites are, and it was difficult because there were a lot. I really enjoyed the scene where they're being chased with a giant robotic barracuda. That was great. So my second favorite, I think I'm going with everybody saluting JFK's portrait. Mm. It's, it's touching. That one stood out. Yeah. The other one is, it's the very last panel of it. Holly Hip is out on stage playing the magical gut bucket. Uh <laughs> Featuring Wonder Girl's lasso. And he's wearing Robin's outfit. And Robin is backstage wearing a t-shirt and a barrel. And I like when people wear barrels. Like, it's old Depression era. The stock market just crashed. Everybody's poor. What the shit are we going to do? Ah, suspenders and barrels it is. And Robin's (laughs) wearing a barrel because he's nude. And I really enjoyed that. And so I that that is definitely taking my cape. And eating it too. (laughs) Because it's got... It's got the Wonder Gut bucket, and it's got Robin as a failed stockbroker. It takes everybody's cakes. It does. So, who's your favorite Titan? My favorite Titan in this, and, and I believe it will please you, is Aqualad. It does please me, because Aqualad is also my favorite in this. Not only does he defeat a robotic barracuda. And which, the bad guy. And the bad guy, the Mad Mod. Who's riding... Who's riding the Barracuda? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe I stated in the last episode, if somebody punches out a shark, they are automatically my favorite Titan. Right. This is not punching out a shark, but it is analogous, I feel. It's close. But he also punches out the persecution of his fellow teammates and mm-hmm. rises above it and does a really good job. He does. Also, on the front, on, on the cover, he looks like he's about 25. It's a triptych, so there's three different scenes from the comic that are depicted. The Kid Flash being defeated by a sign that essentially, I don't think we really touched on this. We uh, should have, though. In the scene where Kid Flash is trapped by the Mad Mod, he runs into a sign that says, Ye Mad Mod's Real Gear Garb. And the sign is... And the sign is set up like the stocks, basically. Right. Where it's got a hole for his head and a hole for each hand, and it closes on him like a guillotine. And then he's just trapped, and they can hit him over the head and knock him out. Seems like he could vibrate through that. <laughs> but he can't. For some so, reason. The other two scenes from the triptych that are on the cover are Wonder Girl and Robin falling through the air and being lassoed by the Mad Mod, who is wearing a dope skydiving suit with some very triangular goggles. And then uh, the aforementioned Aqualad being pursued by the robotic Barracuda and the Mad Mod in a yellow and orange checked scuba suit, which... It's not at all Houndstooth. No. But Aqualad does refer to 
him in that scene as the world's worst best dressed man, which is another reason why he gets the nod as the best Teen Titan in this issue. He did a good job in the face of great adversity. He really did. And fortunately, we will see more of the Mad Mod in the future because I'm looking forward to that. There's one note that I did want to touch on. I read the letter column in this, Mm. and there is an awesome letter that I'm just going to read verbatim. Dear Editor, you said your readers want the Teen Titans teamed up with everybody but the Inferior Five. Troublemaker that I am, I say, why not? Other suggestions. One, more action for Aqualad. Mm-hmm. Mm. Two, let Speedy join, but nobody else. Mm. Which is what they did. Three, have the Teen Titans meet the Legion of Superheroes. I don't believe they did, but I think that would be a good idea. Four, let's have some really bad teen villains. Not all teens are good. I should know. I am one. Some teens are real finks. Five, <laughs> bring back Ding Dong Daddy. He's wild. <laughs> Now, that letter, the reason I read this aloud, that letter is by Tony Isabella. Oh, shit. Yeah, Tony Isabella goes on to co-create Black Lightning, does a really good job writing for Marvel in the 70s. He creates the team The Champions. He uh, is a Ghost Rider writer for a long time and also is one of the early writers of the Luke Cage Hero for Hire series and is one of my favorite Bronze Age writers. Mm. And I agree with pretty much every point that he raised there. I would love to see a Teen Titans Inferior 5 team up. I really like the Inferior 5. But it was interesting to see that come up. Back Mm. when Tony Isabella was a teen, here was how he thought. Also, yeah, bring back Ding Dong Daddy. That guy's fucking rad. Do it. I'm bummed out that Tony Isabella didn't bring back Ding Dong Daddy when he was writing for DC in the 70s. Really should have done it. Missed opportunity. Tony, who is not black, Isabella. (laughs) We went through a whole big thing on my other podcast that I uh, co-host, <laughs> Traveling Nobody Through the Bronze forget. Age, where <laughs> I thought that Tony Isabella was black and said so, and he he's not. He is Italian and is not black. I was drunk and looked at a bad Wikipedia photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth hurts. It is unfortunate. Nice to hear from Tony, not black Isabella. Uh, which I didn't think we would do on this series because I don't believe he ever wrote for the Teen Titans. Anything you want to add about this issue? Nope. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this issue. A little bit disjointed. We're pretty drunk. <laughs> Am I speaking for both of us and you're not? No, you're good. Okay. Glad to hear it. Uh, I hope this was somewhat coherent. We will see you next week when we will read Teen Titans number eight. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have the time, please leave us a review on iTunes. We would love to have it up there if you think favorably of it. If you have a poor opinion, hey, how about you keep that to yourself, asshole? Thanks. (laughs) If you'd like to leave us a message, positive or negative, please write to us at ttwasteland at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your input. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. enjoy.